Hello and welcome to SELF. It is SEL for faculty. That's right, SEL for the adults in the building. I'm really excited that you're joining me here today because today I'm going to share with you my secret sauce because a lot of SEL is happening and even I just found this out yesterday. Castle, the collaborative association for social academic, social emotional learning, the people, the group the, that made the SEL standards. They are starting to have a focus on adult SEL. Woohoo! Yay, very exciting. Now it's admittedly a little vague right now and doesn't have a lot of concreteness to it, but that's okay. That's why I'm here for you, to add some concreteness to that adult SEL. Now, my secret sauce. SEL, social emotional learning, is a lot about, if you look at the standards, self-awareness, self-management, right? But in that, I think there is not a missing piece, just a piece that could rocket it off, right? And that's my secret sauce. And the secret sauce is the subconscious mind. Our subconscious mind is kind of like a computer program, so we can use it as a tool. It's going to work the way it works anyway. It's going to work. It's working now. <laughs> it's always working, right? But if we are, again, aware of it, conscious of it, know how it works, then we can use it to our advantage. And what I think the most powerful thing about it is, is that it can make change much more quickly. So a lot of times they say, right, if you want to create a habit, it takes 30 days, like do it for 30 days. So repetition can create a habit. Repetition can create um, like even a habit of thinking, right? And a belief is just a thought we continue to think. So we can create our beliefs, this habitual um, action. But also strong emotion can create a habit or a thought. For example, if I touch a hot stove, I don't need to touch the hot stove 30 times or for 30 days to know not to touch the hot stove, right? And in fact, I, if I do touch it and get burned, I'm probably going to be much more aware of it. For example, I... I burnt my arm on my French press the other day because I wasn't paying attention. And I like literally was just laying on the French press and wasn't paying attention. The hot water exploded out of it all over my arm. I got a really bad burn on my arm. Now, when I use my French press, I'm like overly cautious. Like my arms are like up and I'm focusing on it, making sure that I didn't overfill it because it created a strong emotion and a strong pain. So I don't have to do it for 30 days. The other way to create change is using your subconscious mind as a tool. And that's what I wanna to talk to you about. My secret sauce in SEL is your subconscious mind. And I wanna talk to you, what is the subconscious mind and what does it do? There are some prime directives we talk about. So like it's prime jobs, the prime things that it is in charge of. And I want to talk about the top 10 or 11 for you today. We'll see how much time we have and we'll do another episode to do the rest. But the first thing the subconscious mind does is preserves the body at all costs. It wants to protect you, right? So if it thinks something is dangerous, it is going to create situations where you turn away from that. Um, now, this is really good, like back in caveman days when 
tigers might attack us, right? That's where fight or flight or freeze comes from. That's where these instincts and reactions come from is our subconscious mind desire to preserve our body. Unfortunately, and the reason why it's good to be aware of this nowadays is we're not in as much bodily danger as we used to be. And our subconscious mind doesn't know that. It's been programmed throughout centuries to react in this way. So if we are reacting to preserve the body, but in a way that really is harmful, especially like to think about our goals and things, then we have to be aware enough to change that programming, right? So our subconscious mind, number one prime directive is to preserve our body. Second thing the subconscious mind does is it runs your body, right? That's why you don't have to consciously think about your heart beating and your breathing. Can you imagine the multitasking that would be involved in that? <laughs> Just to keep yourself alive, right? It does things on its own. It has a blueprint of our body in perfect health. Our subconscious mind has a blueprint and knows our body in perfect health. And when our body is not in perfect health, that's what disease or pain, it's signaling, it's just a signal. Hey, something's up. Something is not as the blueprint says it should be. And it's our subconscious mind communicating to us, do something, do something different. Take some action to change this. That is why our subconscious mind has that blueprint of us in perfect health and runs the body. Thank goodness, right? The third thing it does is it stores memories. So our memories are all stored in our subconscious mind. Have you guys ever seen those like crazy things where they do uh, brain surgery and they, they touch one thing in the brain and all of a sudden the person like starts talking a different language? Maybe they saw like one show in that language or something, right? It preserves all of our memories and it preserves them in two ways. One, in relationship to time, like in, in, in a certain order, uh, what is that? Like a timeline, chronological. That's the word I'm trying to think of. I'm glad I thought of it while we were on here. Chronological order. And it also stores it atemporally, not in relationship to time. So sometimes it chunks things together, like patterns and commonalities, and it'll store memories that way. You might think of, for example, time you went to Disneyland. That's just my personal memory. Uh, time you went to Disneyland and attached to that time might be a lot of other times that I went to Disneyland attached to that memory. So it stores it in chronological order and atemporally, which is not in chronological order, just by um, patterns. It is also the domain of the emotions. Our subconscious mind is the domain of the emotions. You might've heard before that our emotions are just a chemical reaction and a chemical reaction to what you might say? Well, to a thought. And our thoughts a lot of times come from our subconscious mind programming. And then it thinks that thought and releases the chemicals for an emotion. I know, I know you're like, we're taking emotions and making them scientific. Well, they kind of are. And it's kind of good to look at it that way sometimes because then you know what it is and it doesn't take you over, right? You know, it's important to feel it because those chemicals have been released and you need the chemicals to run their course. And you don't want to suppress it because they'll build up. 
But you also know that it's not you, right? You are not your emotions. You are having that feeling. And we think about it scientifically like that. It's easier to just separate those two things, separate me as my beingness from my actual emotions. That's why, I mean, we even tell students this, not, we don't tell them, um, I'm sad, right? It's I'm sad. I'm not owning the sadness. I am feeling sad. I'm having a feeling. And in fact, I'm having a feeling of sadness right now. I know this will pass, right? That's the implication there. The next thing it does is it organizes all our memories and it uses a gestalt timeline. And so when it organizes the memories, if you picture it this way, if you picture like uh, a set of beads, right? And it has this memory here. And it, if you push on it, it can trigger, do, 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 trigger all those other memories. Sometimes this is why we have irrational reactions to things. The easiest example is when you're driving. Or let's use a classroom. <laughs> the easiest example is in the classroom. Oh, I can tell you, I get irrationally angry at the clicking of pens. I used to use pens in my science classroom. We'd never use pencils because there was no mistakes. And uh, my first year, I just got whatever pins were cheapest. And they were these clicky pins. OMG, people. OMG. I, every time a, a pin clicked, this is not a big deal, but I was irrationally angry. And that anger came from a buildup of anger, right? From noises and interruptions in my past. It was gestalted. It was attached. Just so you know, I got smarter my second year and got the pins that aren't clicky. They just have caps on them. And then we lost all the caps. Whatever. You know how it goes. <laughs> but our subconscious mind organizes our memories on a gestalt timeline. Now, another thing that our subconscious mind does, is, and you know this, it represses memories with unresolved negative emotions. It represses memories where you have unresolved negative emotions emotions. And a lot of times, this is why things will come up. And I'm going to go to the seventh one really quick, because it presents repressed memories for resolution, to release those emotions, and it does it when you are ready. So for example, you may be in the shower, and you remember something because you've, you're like, um, not in defensive mode, you don't have a lot of walls up, and your subconscious mind is like, huh, I think this might be a good time to, to bring this up again. And a memory will come up and you'll realize that this is an unresolved memory. And your subconscious mind thinks that now this is the time. I'm going to present this repressed memory for a reason. That's why it's really good to know this and recognize this. And I always talk about awareness and to be aware of why this is being presented. This is being presented, one, because there is a repressed emotion. And remember we talked about when we don't let the emotion flow through us and we don't let those chemicals kind of do their job and just um, dissipate or flow through, um, they, get, they get built up. And so when it's built up and then it gets repressed, it's important that when it comes to light that we resolve those negative emotions, that we deal with those negative emotions. Next thing is your subconscious mind is super symbolic. This makes sense. You can think about dreams and things. It uses and responds to symbols. A lot, this is like so obvious. We use a lot of symbols, for example, in ceremony, 
right? And a lot of symbols will bring up what? Emotion. A lot of single symbols will bring up emotion and also might trigger an action or a reaction. So our subconscious mind loves symbols. It loves metaphors and stories, symbolic things to help communicate. And that's why we use those in classrooms too, right? Using symbols, we use symbols all the time, like hand signals. We use uh, like symbols on the board. If we draw them, if we use champs, there's a lot of symbols there. We use symbols because our subconscious mind really likes them and it communicates things to it very quickly and easily with regards to symbols. Okay, the subconscious mind also takes everything personally. This is a huge one, people, and you'll see why. So perception is projection. It takes everything personally. Everything is from your perception, right? This also means that when you are talking about somebody else, i.e. gossip, your subconscious mind does not know you are not talking about it. So if you constantly are saying, um, oh, noticing lazy people, Susie's so lazy. Oh, why is that kid so lazy? Oh, that teacher, she's so lazy. Your subconscious mind is constantly being fed that lazy, lazy, lazy. It takes everything personally. And on a side note, just on a side note, once you program your subconscious mind with what you think is important, it constantly looks for more of that. For example, it's the reason why you, when you buy a yellow car, right? And then you never see yellow cars, but you buy a yellow car and now you see yellow cars everywhere because now your subconscious mind has been alerted. Oh, that's important. Now it's personal to me. It's personal to me, so I need to look for more of it. This is why it's so important to work from gratitude and look for the positive. It's not just a cliche, look for the positive, find the silver lining, like what's the lesson in this? It's important for the programming of our subconscious mind. It's just a computer. It's just a tool. Use that tool to your benefit and program that tool to look for the good. So when you're looking for the good, not only are you finding good, but your subconscious mind is like, oh, that's important to us. I want to show her more of that, right? So that's a good strategy to use with your students as well. Your subconscious mind also works on the path and the principle as many of your students do on least effort. The principle of least effort, it takes the path of least resistance. And I'm about to get teensy bit woo on you, but I listen to Abraham Hicks, love Abraham Hicks. And your subconscious mind is always showing you the path of least resistance. Now, your path of least resistance may not be very resistant free. You're like, why are we taking, why are we going all the way around to get to here? Why are we doing that? Well, because it was your path of least resistance. So the less resistance you have to things, the more your path will be shown to you e more easily. So if you're in touch with your thoughts and feelings, your subconscious mind, and any spiritual entity you may or may not believe in, when you're in touch with all of those things and you take aligned action, then your path of least resistance that your subconscious mind takes you on is a lot less bumpy, right? But don't worry because it's your path. 
right? Don't worry. No matter, even if it's bumpy, it's your path, which you do know is you're going to get there. You're going to get there because your subconscious mind knows it's important to you. Why does it know it's important to you? Because you told it so, right? And you thought about it and you made it a thing. Okay, the last one we'll talk about today is that your subconscious mind does not process negatives. Super interesting, right? Again, so much of this is like, oh, well, duh, that makes sense. That's It explains a lot of why we say and do what we say and do. Um, for example, we tell students, right? We're always told to tell students, don't say don't talk, but say uh talks talk quietly tell them what to do not what not to do because your brain doesn't hear the not for example if i tell you don't think of a red heart right now what did you do <laughs> you thought of a red heart to not think of a red heart you have to think of a red heart right it doesn't make sense so it's important that you realize your brain does not process negatives so when you talk to yourself, and we're going to talk a lot about self-talk because um, it's super important. Your thoughts to yourself are so important. But when you're thinking about things, for example, I'm, I'm not lazy, right? Let's we'll stick to the lazy one. I'm not lazy. All your brain here is the lazy. It still just hears the lazy. It still just hears the negative. So it's important to flip that and think about the positive. I am motivated. I am a person of completion, right? Thinking in the positive. That's why it's also important to frame your goals this way, as if you are going towards something, not away from something. Um, if you are working on, let's say, weight loss and health, instead of saying, I want to, I want to, not sit on the couch all the time, right? You would, instead you would say, I want to have energy. I want to have energy. My goal is to have energy to play with my kids, right? We don't want to think of the nots, okay? So there, I don't want to overwhelm you, but a lot of this you can see is like comments. You're like, oh, well, duh, right? But it's such a great foundation and explanation for a lot of the things we even do in the classroom. And how great to know that it's from a tool, a subconscious mind, because when we understand that tool, we can use that tool appropriately and to our best maximum benefit. So there's 11 prime directives of our subconscious mind. We'll talk about more later. There's a few more. There's uh, approximately 20 but I'll give you those to chew on and think about our subconscious mind, the secret sauce the secret sauce people to sel rocket shipped i was gonna say on steroids but even though that is another s word and i'm totally into alliteration probably not the appropriate use right now but it's like rocket ships are sel so if you have any questions again always feel free to reach out please like share, subscribe, do all the things so we can get adult SEL out there. So we can get people talking about adult SEL, about SEL for teachers and for the adults in the building. Thank you for joining me. I'll see you next time. I hope you have a fabulous week and be aware, be aware of what's happening.